0: Now, you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man, Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now, wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. It's a dark day. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, it's, good people. It's Come no on, right Bring the energy. It's a dark. I'm wearing all black. It's a dark day here in Dallas. Um, highly, highly, highly considered um, uh, postponing the show today. Um, you know, I'm not feeling well. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't even know what to say. It's January the 17th. Happy. Em- Why are you on my screen in the first place? I don't get off. Uh, good morning, good people. Uh, it is January the 17th, 2022. This is Wake Up with Ray G. We appreciate you being here on your holiday, uh, checking out the show. We got a good one for you today. And we've got some playoff games that uh, Jordan will run through. Uh, we will not talk about uh, the debacle in Dallas. I-, I have, I I am mentally, emotionally, physically just exhausted. I- I've got two young boys and I am truly considering uh, just, just find a new team. Do I want to put them through this torment? I remember vividly being six years old and wanting a a Dallas Cowboys locker for Christmas, like this just locker that goes in your room. And ever since then, it was just love. And uh, for the better part of my life, this team has just been abysmal. And what happened yesterday? I, I, I I'm not going to make excuses. Jay came on this morning and he said. Do you want to talk about the last play with the ref? That uh, fourteen penalties, fourteen penalties. I think five of them were pre-snap. Uh, Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, and the offense haven't been on the same page in months. Uh, th- defensively, they they did fine. They played well enough to win. But just just what a what a what a terrible way to end the season for Dallas. I just I don't know where I don't know where to begin, Jay. I I, I honestly am just I am. My wife asked me last night, she's like, Are you okay? I just sat on the couch and I'm just like, What what has happened? What has happened to, to this team? I don't know, man. I don't know. I've talked a lot of shit though. I talked a lot of shit <laughs> about the boys. I put a lot of money on Dallas this year. And once again, they have broke. they have broken me. I that very yeah. few things break OGQ. The Dallas Cowboys in this twenty twenty one season has truly just broken me down and then seeing these young Bengals win, seeing uh, yep. Tom Brady just deliver the ball with no wide receivers whatsoever, no running back, no wide receivers, just an old tight end, and Mike Evans just go out there and dismantle Philadelphia. Uh, watching Patrick Mahomes and, and and what they do offensively with no run- Jarek McKinnon at running back, and it just – that was a game Dallas should have won. That was a game that Dallas – they – should have won that game. They, they, You know, no Nick Bosa. Fred Warner gets hurt late. Um, yeah. Like, Nick Bosa goes out early. You you don't even have to deal with Nick Bosa. So any excuse that a Cowboys fan wants to make today about why they, they had Nick Bosa, their best player, Jimmy Garoppolo. We talked about it. Which quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo gave us a gift? Gave us a gift. Interception. And Dallas couldn't. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. Just disappointing and, uh, disappointing Dallas. That's who they are. The double D's, Destination, Debbie, it was destined. Disappointing <laughs> Dallas. Just a constant disappointment.
1: Jay, go ahead, man. H- hit us with the news, man. So the biggest thing, like you mentioned, Ray, Dallas obviously lost. You won't touch on that too much. Like you said, Dallas, for whatever reason, they haven't been playing well. They haven't played up to good teams. San Francisco beat them. We'll leave it at that. On top of that the bengals like you mentioned beat the raiders so now they're headed to tennessee for what should be a pretty good matchup between the bengals and the titans then like you mentioned the bills oh my god the bills absolutely rolled over the patriots people who did watch it it was probably the most dominant performance of the weekend i think kansas city did dominate pittsburgh but the way that the bills dominated the patriots was something like we've never seen and it just felt like so many years of pain and hurt in bills fans in the way they just killed the patriots mm. josh allen five touchdowns only four incomplete passes had a passer rating i believe of 157.6 almost almost perfect of 158.3 josh allen is he the qb1 but then you got patrick mahomes last night dismantling the pittsburgh steelers mm. the kansas city chiefs looks like they're humming again 400 yards five touchdowns the only five touchdown 400 yard performance in a playoff victory ever patrick mahomes keeps doing it man keeps looking good 49ers beat dallas and like you mentioned the bucks oh the bucks they just killed my eagles you know i believed in jalen hurts i believed in nick Sirianni. i'm a fool it's just i'm a, I'm a fool I, I can't believe i let them suck me in i thought that the the i thought the bucks were reeling and it turns out they got tom brady so so they're fine and, that, and that's really what it came down to mike evans had 100 yards touchdown on a great route actually um running a little dig over the middle and then another question in the comments, Ray, I, and I want to touch on this really briefly because there was reports about this talking about Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's I think it was I believe it was Mike Garofolo was talking about how Calvin Ridley wants out of Atlanta, and there's reports saying his he, he's having his own mental issues, and we know all about that and the reason why he stepped away from football. But it also seems to me that he he doesn't want to play in Atlanta anymore. He wants out, and so there's wor- there's rumors swirling about him going to another team i'm not really concerned about what team i just want him to be on a team that he yeah. wants to play on calvin really is a wide receiver one no matter where he goes unless he goes honestly I, I can't even think of a wide receiver who would take targets away from him but in most cases he's gonna go to a place where he's wanted he's getting lots of targets so i'm not doing anything with calvin really right now if you can buy him on the cheap in, in fantasy i'd be willing to take a shot on that but outside of that uh we'll see And like you mentioned, the Rams play the cards tonight. The winner of that game is going to go to Green Bay and they're probably going to lose. Let's just be real. And you, my friend, went four or five on your flex play. And the only play that didn't hit was the one that I gave you. Yeah. And I'm really proud of you for that. Yeah. Ben Uh, Roethlisberger under 220. That was getting a little dicey for a minute there. Jimmy G under two and a half. Yeah. Joe Burrow over 260 didn't hit. My bad. Hunter Renfro over 13 and a half fantasy points. And Josh Allen, obviously, well over 20 and a half fantasy points. Great bet, if, my friend. Great bet. Looking if,
0: good. If you tailed the picks, you won some money because uh four or five hits, so Prize Picks pays you out a little something, something. Uh yeah, Joe Burrow. I mean, I think he finished with like two forty-four. Uh so yeah. he didn't hit the over, but Hunter Renfro barely got his 13.8. Uh, Josh Allen annihilated 20.5 fantasy points, which I thought was just a low number to begin with. Jimmy Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. that was easy money, under 2.5 rushing yards. And Big Ben, they tried to air it out, um, but that didn't hit as well. Uh, So hopefully, uh, I had a good weekend uh, with bets. I was sharing them with Jay. I was money. Uh, This past week, and I think I was up like seven units. So we're going to try to get after it tonight. We don't have a graphic for it, but I think I took Cooper Cup over 23 fantasy points. Um, I did a three. uh, Sony Michelle over 53 and a half rushing yards and Zach Ertz over five receptions. Um, I laid one unit on that. So that's a little three leg parlay uh, for tonight. But let's get to the good stuff. It's mock Monday, mock draft Monday. And what we're going to do today is take a look at some potential landing spots and talk about what we think about it, it's from my man, Cody Carpenter, a player profiler at Carpenter NFL. I know he's in the chat. Uh, Cody does great work. Like, here's the thing, y'all. I know a lot of people um, we look at like the Mel Kuypers of the world and the Todd McShays and and they're throwing out their rookie mock drafts. And I, I'm not here to disparage anybody's craft or or, or, or shit on what they do. But I, there are some people in the industry, right, in the in the social media, NFL draft, fantasy, Twitter space, where I, I, I truly value their opinions because these are people who have sort of been who've been following along, you know, throughout the college years, and I think some of their mocks may be even more accurate, at least at this stage in the, this stage in the process, than some of these big time analysts. And when I saw uh, Cody's mock, uh, I think he did a three round mock that came out last week. I think it was January thirteenth. I immediately texted to Jay, and I was like, this is a good mock. We ought to go through this mock, talk about some of the landing spots that Cody has these players projected to, and then see how that would affect our ADP and where we rank some of these rookies. So we're going to do like a compare and contrast, and I think it's good to sort of go back. And we, we, we did a mock draft, a two-round mock draft, uh, I believe it was last week, Jay. Now, I'm giving you all a little peek behind the curtain because we do a lot more mocks than the ones that we share on here. So if you want to support the the director of analytics, Jordan Backus, if you want to support JB, all the other people, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk, you get access to this information. But just according to our ADP, and I'll just give you all uh, a a little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, So let's take a look at our ADP right now. Uh, the top guys, you got Matt Corral as QB1 coming off the board at 101, Isaiah Spiller, 102, Traylon Burks, Priest Hall, Kenneth Walker, Kenny Pickett down there at uh, ADP 106, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Sam Howe, Malik Willis, look at that, the two QBs coming off the board 109, 110, Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, 111, and David Bell at 112, so Right now, according to our data, and we run, I mean, you see it from October, uh, we're running these things all every damn month, every week. uh, We're doing a mock draft. So we're trying to give you more mock drafts for this 2020 rookie class than any other place uh, on the planet. So that's sort of where the ADP falls. Now we're going to look at Cody's mock and talk about some of the landing spots for these players and how it will influence. Uh, some of these decisions in fantasy football. And, Jay, let me get you up here because I want your opinion on it as well. So make sure, again, playerprofiler.com forward slash article forward slash Cody dash Carpenter dash 2022 dash mock draft dash dash mock dash draft dash. You'll find it on Player Profiler. Go (laughs) with Cody's timeline and check it out. Um, But let's talk about it right now. And, Jay, make sure you're paying attention to the comments because I want people to – I want to engage. I want this to be an interactive exercise and talk about what we would do but we do, because right now, the quarterbacks are not coming off of the board early. There's still a lot of dissension amongst who's the consensus 101. But according to Cody's mock, um, and this isn't a fantasy skill position player, but just tell me how much this would move the needle for you. He's got Evan Neal, the big offensive tackle, going to Jacksonville 101. We looked at that situation in Jacksonville this year. A lot of people still kind of iffy on Trevor Lawrence. Do you think getting them a left tackle, does that make you any more bullish on that situation? Or is it still like, okay, that's great, but I need to see who the head coach is. I need to see who the OC is. I need to see what's going on with Travis Etienne. If, if, if the Jacksonville Jaguars take Evan Neal 101, and there's a good chance they might go defense and take Aiden Hutchinson yeah. or Kevon Thibodeau. But Evan Neal, does that make you more bullish on Trevor Lawrence? And just quick, because I want to get through a couple of these.
1: I would say a little bit. I think, like you said, it's a it's a piece of the puzzle. And it's a great piece, don't get me wrong, but it's only a small piece of the larger puzzle as to what the Jacksonville Jaguars offense is. So I think, as far as I'm concerned, it definitely makes it better. But in my opinion, if they do take Evan Neal, the greatest benefactor are the two teams behind them who want to take defensive linemen ahead. We know if Detroit had the first pick, they would have taken Hutchinson or Thibodeau. Yeah. But Neal going 101... Is what the jacksonville jaguars really need but in my opinion just a piece of the puzzle not quite all in but it absolutely moves the needle a little bit trevor lawrence's direction
0: okay all right so he's got a trade in this draft and i think this is a very plausible trade especially given what we saw last night um ben roethlisberger is a hall of famer there's no doubt he's a hall of famer two-time super bowl champ he's been to three um you know one of the most passing yards in nfl history he's up there i believe top five top six um, but he's got the, the Pittsburgh Steelers trading up from 20 to five um and in this mock, how did he do this? He said Pittsburgh gave up uh one he gave they gave up the 20th pick, the 84th pick and a first round pick and a third round pick in 2023 um, and the Giants gave up a fifth and a 2023 seventh. so that's that's pretty much how it works in the NFL like that's a solid trade. Pittsburgh jumps up to number five and they select Kenny Pickett the quarterback out of Pitt uh, to replace Ben Roethlisberger. I love it. I mean, I love it. If if Kenny Pickett lands in Pittsburgh, my question to you is he the 101 in Superflex rookie drafts?
1: I would say based off of this mock, no. Ooh. Okay. Based off this mock, I think no. It's very it's don't get me wrong, we'll get there, but it'll be very close between him and one other guy when we finally reveal who another pick is that has another great landing spot. Like you said though, Pittsburgh, you got Najee Harris, you got Deontay Johnson, you got Chase Claypool. We'll see about Juju Smith Schuster. Pratt Frymeruth obviously is a great yeah, asset Fry-Muth. as well. And Kenny Pickett's a great quarterback. You know, I've selected him as the first quarterback off the board in multiple rookie drafts. I think he's great, but we'll see. You know, there could be a better situation out there. But we'll have to see what okay. kind of happens with the draft. And I, I like it, though, for Pickett. It's a great spot. Are you spot.
0: talking about the next pick, the Carolina Panthers, who Cody has? No. To the Carolina <laughs> I Panthers?
1: Am, I am not. As much okay. as I like Sam Howell, okay. six Sam Howell, like you mentioned, uh, I like Sam Howell. I think it's a great spot for a quarterback. I think that Matt Rule is a better coach than we've given him credit for. You know, people wanted him fired after the season, but the problem is he's got a, a large contract. Sam Howell, great quarterback of North Carolina. You see the talent, uh you see his ability to run the ball, which is kind of shocking to some people who haven't watched a lot of his tape. Oh man, he's good. I think he's a great I think he's a great quarterback. I don't know if he's better than Pickett in in terms of being in in Pittsburgh versus Carolina, but I like the spot. I think it's a great spot for him to stay in Carolina. So you got a Pittsburgh quarterback staying in Pittsburgh, a Carolina quarterback staying in Carolina. Interesting. So we we didn't touch on one thing in the news because
0: it happened after our final show on Thursday. But public pressure did finally force the John Mara uh, to fire Joe Judge. Now, my initial thought is okay, the, the quarter the the head coaches that are sort of uh being rumored to the Giants. I don't think the Giants are out of play for a quarterback either. And my question no. to some people in the Discord was if the Giants took Sam Howe you know, in the, in the top. Like, what does that do for that entire offense? I think that's an immediate stock up uh, because they've got multiple picks. They can go offensive lineman yeah. Sam Howe. They can go Sam Howe offensive line. But that's a stock up for Kenny Galladay, Saqu- Saquon Barkley, Kadarius Toney. I would absolutely love Sam Howell in New York. I just want to throw that out there. Um, if Sam Howell goes to Carolina, I like it as well. I mean, I, I know you're saying no, but I think with Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, uh, uh, Robbie Anderson, maybe we get something out of Terrace Marshall, Chuba Hubbard. Sam Howell is a fantastic Russian quarterback. I call him Josh Allen Light. He reminds me of a bite-sized version of Josh Allen. And if he goes to Carolina, I think fantasy gamers are going to have a tough decision uh, figuring out who to take. I, I, and I think those two would be cemented, whereas Sam Howell in our ADP right now is going – uh, 109. He's not. He's not escaping the top three. If he lands. If he lands in. Uh, if he lands in Carolina. And here's my thing. I, I saw somebody tweet this out a couple of weeks ago, and it made total sense. While some of these teams need offensive line, Pittsburgh needs offensive line help. Carolina needs offensive line help. Figure that shit out after you get your quarterback. Like I, I just. You will not win in the NFL without a quarterback. You can have the best offensive line that you can build. And if you don't have a quarterback, you will not have success. You look at, look at the common theme of the teams that won this weekend. They all had game-changing type quarterbacks, all of them, right? If you don't have a quarterback, you will not win. So if you're in a position, in my opinion, to take uh, if you don't have a quarterback, if your team is devoid that position – and you pass on what could potentially be a franchise player for an offensive lineman and think that you're going to hit on quarterback later or find somebody in the later round. like you need your quarterback. So um, I would love it if uh, Sam Howell landed with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Now moving down this mock just a little bit, now we have a little bit of fun because the Denver Broncos, too, select the quarterback at 116, and they take my guy, Matt Corral. At 116, so now we know Denver they're looking for a quarterback, but you've got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, Albert O, Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, Melvin Gordon,
1: Javonta Williams. You add Matt Corral to the mix, what do you think, man? He's got to be my QB1. It's it's just comes down to I think this is the best situation for a quarterback, regardless of how experienced they are. Matt Corral, obviously, coming out of having a spectacular season out of the SEC, Kenny Pickett out of pit. As much as i like pittsburgh i think it's a great spot um and you're you're seeing the reports as well matt canada maybe potentially getting fired so we'll see kind of what ends up happening there but denver i know what they can do with an offense and if corral goes to denver that to me is a perfect scenario perfect storm Mm. for him to be the best quarterback in this class as much as i like pittsburgh you know i love deontay johnson Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, Tim Patrick, who doesn't get his respect. Albert O, Noah Fain, Javonta Williams, if they bring back Melvin Gordon or they bring another running back, maybe they come back, bring in Snoop Connor later in the draft. I don't know. But again, there's a lot of pieces here in place, not just for this year, but for the coming years. And to me, this would cement Corral as my QB one. I just think Denver's the perfect situation for any quarterback.
0: Yeah, and you're seeing people in the comments talk about it. Like Kansas City built an offensive line in a couple of months. The Lions have a great yeah. line, little success. It's just my opinion, you don't have to agree, but I just, if you don't have your quarterback, I, I don't like, it's. It's look at look at Jacksonville at 101, right? Any other year, they don't have Trevor Lawrence, they looking for a QB. They got their QB, now you find offensive line. I just, I, I feel like you can build that position a lot easier than trying to find a quarterback to help you win. So if you don't have a quarterback, you need to go get a guy. And uh, I, I think that's the case. Now, this one, man, I I love it. I don't know if Cody—I think Cody was just doing this just to get us excited for fantasy because at 117, I'm telling you right now, if Garrett Wilson is paired with Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers, that's where he has Garrett Wilson going. I mean, what a perfect situation to replace Mike Williams to learn from one of the best route technicians in the NFL and Keenan Allen— I, I mean, what does this do for Garrett Wilson? Honestly, like, and, and you know me, I've got him as my wide receiver too right now, really 1B uh, behind Traylon Burks. But if Garrett Wilson lands in in LA with Justin Herbert, what are you doing here? I mean, what...
1: Are, what, what are, I, I it, He's, unless there's a... I, and I don't even know what a better scenario would look like unless somehow Traylon Burks ended up in Kansas. I, I don't know. Like, I, Garrett Wilson is a guy that I've been struggling with a lot. Not because I don't think he's talented, because I think he's probably gonna be my wide receiver one when it's all said and done. I love what Garrett Wilson does at all levels, and I love the way he wins. If he somehow ends up with on the Chargers, that is just a skyrocket type. Like that's where, that's a scenario where I'm literally thinking, do I take Garrett Wilson over one of these quarterbacks? Because it's just, the situation is just so good. I just don't see a scenario where that player would fail. As much as I love Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, okay. Matt Corral. We just talked it, about is this that a, is that a Is that a scenario where you can't fail? We Can- just
0: talked about situation oh, and overreacting to situation. I'm just asking, is that an overreaction to situation? Like, I don't think so. I'm just, <laughs> I, don't I don't think so. I If he goes to LA. I, think he's,
1: that ta- I think he's
0: that good. I think that would be, and they actually, I think they really do. If I'm the Chargers, I'm not paying Mike Williams what he probably wants. He probably wants a nice, decent yeah. sized bag after this season. Um 27 going on 28, I believe, is Mike Williams. Kinda, I mean, he started off hot, inconsistent. I, I I'm I'm letting him go. I'm not paying him that money. We got Keenan Allen. Correct. We have Justin Herbert. Give Justin Herbert a young wide receiver that he can work with for the next 10 years. Um this would this would be a great landing spot like I I love it I I absolutely love young talented wide receivers tethered to elite quarterbacks yeah I I think there I think there would be a case for Justin uh, for Garrett Wilson to be selected um, ahead of some of these running backs ahead of some of these quarterbacks so um, the very next pick controversial pick I like the landing spot still not in love with the player New Orleans Saints, he has Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, being paired in New Orleans. And per Cody's notes, do I like Will's, Willis in New Orleans? No. I love Malik Willis in New Orleans. Now, you pair Malik Willis with, I think, another good bridge quarterback in Jameis Winston uh, with Sean Payton, Michael Thomas is back, Alvin Kamara is there, Adam Troutman. There's nice weapons around. It'd be the— it's. Unquestioned, the, the the most supporting cast, the best supporting cast he's ever had, ever. Because there's nobody yeah. on Liberty's team that's going to play in the NFL besides Malik Willis. I actually really like this. New Orleans needs a quarterback. They need to find a quarterback of the future. Um, I, I just don't think it's Jameis Winston. I just I'm still just iffy on Malik. But it, when you're talking about a player landing somewhere where they've got a good chance of success. I think New Orleans would be the landing spot because I don't think he'd be asked to play right away. I don't, I don't, I don't believe. But Pay, look at look at what Peyton. The more I think about this shit, the more this feels good. Look at what Sean Payton wants to do with Taysom Hill. He wants yeah. this dual threat quarterback that can throw the ball and run it. But Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. You get mm-hmm. Malik Willis doing some of the Taysom Hill type things. Uh, listen, if this happens. All of these quarterbacks, and again, per our ADP, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk, Malik Willis is coming off the board at 110. If you can get a New Orleans Saints Malik Willis at 110 in a super flex draft, uh, you are in... uh, in, And I'm seeing people talk about rumors they wanted Lamar Jackson. Malik makes... See, this is why we look at everybody's mock. We're not just going to look at Kuyper's. This was a good mock. Like, this was a good exercise, man. Malik would be Taysom Hill plus plus. Yeah. Uh, Look... Malik Willis would be low-key gold in New Orleans. like I love it. and again, he probably is not asked to play right off the bat, but when he gets his opportunity, um, I would I, I think that's a really good landing spot uh, for Malik Willis. Uh, what else do we have? All right, uh, uh here's where I think the Giants are in good shape. Now, this isn't a skill position player, but he's got Tyler Lindenbaum, the center from Iowa, going to the Giants, all right. Just say they can go Sam Howe and Tyler Lindenbaum. Oh, Oh. just money. As a Cowboys fan, I would hate to see it, but as a fantasy gamer, I would love it. You get arguably the best interior offensive lineman in this draft class at 20. You pair your center and quarterback of the future together. You've got offensive weapons around you. Just saying, I love that landing spot for Lindenbaum. All right, Cody. This This is the one where I'm like... I don't like it. I don't like it. The Las Vegas Raiders select a wide receiver, and they take Chris Olave. I don't know, man. Derek Carr played really well this year. Still got Waller as the top target. Hunter Renfro is a primary target. Maybe Olave takes that Zay Jones role. Uh, I I I don't know. I don't know. This seems like a Raiders pick. It just it seems like the type of receiver the Raiders would take. Uh, my man uh, uh, Ryan Lopes would love it because Chris Olave is wide receiver one over the past ten years. Generational talent, Chris Olave. Um, I, I don't like it. I, I'm just I'm just not a fan. The Raiders need a wide receiver. Let me start by saying that. So I think he's on the right yeah. track here. They need a receiver. I just don't like. I just don't like Chris Olave. Not in the first round. Not over uh, some of the. And and Walt said Raiders need a wide receiver in the first. I agree. I just would rather have a couple of other guys uh, than, than go with Chris Olave. They do need a wide receiver, um, but it seems like a fit, right? Like Olave, Renfro, like I just, I would rather a different wide receiver uh, go to the Raiders than Chris Olave. Now coming off of the board at uh, 127, there he is, Traylon. Detroit Lions take Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. I, I mean, <sighs> Offensively, Swift, Hawkinson, Burks, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Uh, this they need. They need some talent. They cannot continue to roll out. Uh, who's number eleven? Who the hell is that guy? Uh, uh, not Reynolds. Who? Uh, Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond. Yeah, they can't. <laughs> Listen, I know Khalif
1: you know, Raymond. Damn. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. I forgot. How? How dare I forget Khalif Raymond? But I like it. I like it. I like Traylon Burks uh, in Detroit. I just think that when it's all said and done, Jay, after the combine, when he checks in at 6'3", 220 pounds and runs 4.38, I don't think he's falling to 27. I I, I think at that no. point, um, he's because I do think he's going to run sub 4.4. Four. Um, and if he doesn't run sub 4.4, four, I think it's still going to be high, low 4.4s. Four, Um, And according to player profile or what they do with speed score, it's going to be a 90 something percentile speed score. I just don't think he'll fall this low. But if he does land in Detroit, you talk about two young wide receivers to build around. Amon Ross St. Brown, Traylon Burks, TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. That's a hell of a core with one of the best offensive lines in the NFL when healthy. All they're missing is that quarterback, right? They got to find that quarterback. Maybe what they're doing is trying to build up their talent around it, and then they know they're going to suck again next year and then use one of those high picks to grab C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, uh, Van Dyke from uh, Miami, someone like that in 2023. But I like the landing spot of Burks. I just think when it's all said and done, he's going to go a little bit higher after he performs at the combine. All right. Kansas City Chiefs at 129 as if we need to add anybody else to the Kansas City Chiefs. Cody goes ahead and and torments us all by selecting Jamison Williams, a wide receiver out of Alabama. We know he tore his ACL. There's still a lot of speculation, man, that he could still go off the board as one of the first uh, first wide receivers, like one or two. There's still a lot of speculation that what he did, what he put on wax was more than enough. And uh, I'll just say, For me personally, Jamison Williams, according to our ADP, is coming off of the board at 111. 111. I'm fine with taking Jamison Williams. I'm fine with taking a shot. ACL injuries are not death sentences of the past. Uh, I think all the medical people said he should be back on the field by October, November. So maybe you get him for that late season season playoff push in your fantasy leagues. I'm still in on Jamo. So if he lands in Kansas City... I know we say this every year, what's that wide receiver two position worth? I think Jamison Williams is worth a lot because he's a better wide receiver than McColl Hardman. We're seeing Byron Pringle. What was interesting last night, Jay, I didn't realize Tyreek Hill had 111 damn receptions this year, like he's third in the NFL. Third in the NFL, 1,200 yards. We know Kelsey's doing his thing. He's getting towards the end of his career, but still a lot of game left according to what we saw last night. But I would love J-Mo in Kansas City. Like, I think that is what they were trying to do with McCall Hardman. But Jamison Williams is better, and they don't need him to play right away. So it's just another luxury piece uh, for Kansas City because clearly they don't need a running back because running backs don't matter. They got Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon? He, was, he looked like the Jet that we wanted when he was in San Francisco four years ago, yep. right? Like, he looked great. So I would love Jamison Williams in Kansas City. Good landing spot there, uh, according to Cody's mock. And then the final skill position player, going to the Green Bay Packers, they finally, finally get, his, um, get him a wide receiver too. Again, I've been saying it. I don't think Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. I, I just don't. The only way I think he leaves is if he retires. But George Pickens to Green Bay at pick 32, rounds out the first round. Jaden, ask your opinion on Jamison Williams, George Pickens, or Chris Olave. What do you think about those three receivers and where they're mocked?
1: I think that while you're right about Chris Olave, I actually don't hate the landing spot. I think he he can fit those okay. intermediate spots that they really need. And I'm curious to see how they approach the season because the one thing that they're missing now is that deep threat like do they bring deshaun jackson back and how did they kind of handle that in the comments actually people were talking about christian kirk going to the raiders i actually kind of like that fit i I think that you know and i've talked about on the show before that christian kirk is a player that i'm going to be watching to see where he goes in the offseason because i don't think he's as devoid of talent as some people think being in arizona he did see a lot of targets he produced and he's fast as hell and so i think that potentially where he goes could be a good fit um, I, so I, I don't mind Olave in the Raiders. Again, I, as a Raider fan, I know you don't like the pick because you don't like Olave as much. But Burks going to Detroit is a great spot. J-Mo going to Kansas City, I'm, I'm iffy on it, right? Okay. But like you said, ACL injury, not so bad. And he'll, he'll probably come back. Honestly, I think he'll be back for preseason. The question is workload how he manages that, but he, he probably won't be full strength, like you mentioned, until right. October, November. But the good thing is that you he would at least come onto the scene during the season to where you would get some of that value that you drafted him at, and, and I'm fine taking him back at the first. Pickens, though, in Green Bay, I like it, I don't love it though. Okay. Um, I'm curious to see how he'd fit in there. Um, I, as much as I like him, I do think we've seen a lot of good things from Alan Lazard. I think we've seen a lot of good things from Marcus He's gonna Dallis, go get Stanley. paid.
0: Lazard's gonna go, he's gonna go money grab. Him, and I don't blame him. You either. think he will? I, I think he will. And I think he should, man, go get paid. He's He's been a, he's been a solid role player. In my opinion, I think he wants a shot to be more involved in an offense. And he'll probably get that. He's one of the best blocking wide receivers in the league. Um, I think Lazard is gone. I think they're going to lose Alan Lazard in free agency. But that's just my opinion my opinion
1: yes yeah, because for me right if I was Alan Lazard I would stay in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers that's 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 my only thing is that the way he's playing right now he's playing great and then if they give him that contract maybe that kind of signals he gets more involved they're getting Robert Tanyan back too. you know we saw he got injured he'll be back next season so again I like the Pickens fit I don't love it though I just don't know how much of how many targets there's gonna be to go around because I think there's already a lot of established pieces there and I'm not sure how how much I believe Pickens can carve out that role but if he can right if he can obviously a great spot with Rogers as his quarterback, it's it's money. After that, just at, it barrel. seems
0: like there's a fifty fifty split. You know, Mike says mass exodus from Green Bay after this year. What do you think? Do you think they retain Rogers and Adams? Because that's really what we're talking about. Yes, yeah. do Rodgers and Adams leave? I, I don't think Devontae's ever indicated that he wants to play with Rogers for sure. I don't blame him. He's helped make him into a damn Hall of Fame wide receiver. Um, but do you think they all? Do you think they leave after this season?
1: So there's, the problem is, is that there's reports that they're going to franchise Devontae Adams. So even if Rodgers does leave, there's potential that they franchise Devontae Adams to keep him there with Jordan Love. And like you mentioned, then they bring in George Pickens or they bring in another wide receiver, but we'll see, right? And, and that's my only fear is that there's nothing Devontae can do if he gets franchised. He can try and force his way out the way Rodgers did. I don't think he has that much control, Um, but we'll see. He, I, I think he wants to leave as well. I think if Rodgers leaves, definitely Devonte's going to want to leave, but ultimately they might end up franchising him and keeping him there for the season, well, and then think, we'll see from there.
0: I think they're going to stomp San Francisco. If Nick Bosa can't go and they've lost <laughs> Fred Warner, like, listen. It's not going to be good. Those throws that Dak were, were, were missing and wasn't completing the wide receivers, Aaron Rodgers will hit all of those. I think it could get ugly um, for, for Green Bay. They're getting healthy at the right time. Uh, I don't think they're going to be upset by San Francisco. I, I think this line is going to open up. Probably at six and a half in favor of Green Bay. We'll see how, what, what do, are there early lines right now? I haven't. Yeah, looked. there are. Yeah. Tell me. I the, haven't. Like, I, let's see pull
1: it up right now. Oh. Let's see I know that, am. um I want to get your take though on Kansas City, Buffalo. Kansas City favored by two and a half, which I thought was interesting. It's really just hometown, right? Yeah. That's, that's really I'd all probably, it is. It's, it's the home rock. cooking.
0: I probably rock with uh, with Buffalo. Uh, and really? really, I remember this. I remember this. Rodgers came out in an interview and said that he was happier with the front office and their relationship has improved, including him. And, yeah, I, I, I'm. I don't. Th- I've been saying it all along. I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers lives for the drama. I think Aaron Rodgers yeah. lives for the drama in the theatrics, putting his fucking foot up in the camera and showing his COVID toe and talking about uh, Ivor Met. I just think he lives for the drama. But ultimately, I do think he wants to go down. He wants to finish his career in Green Bay. And I think Green Bay honestly gives him a great chance to win. In the NFC North, who do he has to compete with every year? Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit? Like, that's a division title right there every single year. Um, I, I just... I don't think he's going anywhere, man. I think it's all drama. He lives for it, and uh, he's going to finish his career in Green Bay. But let's talk about some notable, uh, a couple of notable, honorable mentions, second-round picks in Cody's mock. If you want to read the full thing, go read his damn article, all right? Like, go read his article. Um, it, it's really good stuff. Follow Cody and the work that he does. But some honorable mention second-round picks in his mock. Uh, Carson Strong picked uh, number two in the second round. So the two, the pick 34 to Detroit. So we talked about Detroit trying to find a quarterback, right? And there's been a lot of Carson Strong love percolating amongst the space. Uh, Jay, have I not been saying it from week one of the college football season? Now I was dead ass wrong about QB one, <laughs> as was everybody else. We all thought it was gonna be Spencer Rattler. But what did I say? What had I been what have I been saying since August, September of 2021? If there were a quarterback to challenge Spencer Rattler for QB one because of the talent, I know he doesn't run around, but I said it's Carson Strong. He he just looks like an he looks like the old school NFL passer, right? And I know, you know that doesn't fit with the new age wave of the running quarterback. But all them damn running quarterbacks outside of Josh Allen are going home so far uh, this weekend in NFL. Well, you still got to be able to deliver the ball accurately from the pocket. If the Lions can double back with Carson Strong in the second after nabbing Traylon Burks, maybe going out like that would be, I would love that fit for Detroit. You know, Dan Campbell seems like an old school coach. Um, yep. If they want to run a quarterback, they'll put Amon Ross St. Brown back there and they'll just run him. But I think you add Carson Strong, To TJ Hawkinson, uh, to Traylon Burks, to Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, he has zero threat to run. So any dump-offs you want to Swift, they're coming. You want Hawkinson to get 100-plus targets, it's coming. Amon Ross St. Brown, it's coming. I love Carson Strong to Detroit. I thought that was a tremendous, uh, tremendous second-round pick, and that's what you do. You get those type of guys that have elite skills, he's got a cannon, and you hone him behind Jared Goff for a year. I like Carson Strong to Detroit. I told Cody, I flat out hated the fact that he didn't have Drake London in round one, but I love the landing spot to Chicago in round two. You pair Drake London with uh, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and Justin Fields in Chicago. I mean... Wheels up. I love it. I love it. Drake London in Chicago. like, Because Allen Robinson's gone, right? A-Rob is <laughs> gone. And I don't know who the hell else they have behind them. at Like Jimmy Graham can't... It, it, Drake London in Chicago with Darnell Mooney, it's the perfect fit of intermediate to short routes being commanded. You've got the field stretcher. you got your Olave and, and Darnell Mooney. He went over yep. 1,000 yards this year. You get the big body Drake London, and who have I been comparing him to? A combination of Brandon Marshall and Mike Williams, it'll look a lot. And he'll wear that number 15. It'll look a lot like the light-skinned version of Brandon Marshall in Chicago Desmond Ritter second round of the Washington football team Cody and I had some conversations about him um, via DMs I think he's going to be a second round pick I'm not the biggest uh, Desmond Ritter fan but what I've always said is he's somebody that I think needs to sit maybe for a year or two and Taylor Heineke's there you get Desmond Ritter to sit a year behind Heineke maybe he starts the last three four games of the season see what he has They need to find a quarterback of the future, right? Like, whomever it is, they need to find somebody. So Desmond Ritter to the football team in round two. They've got Jahan Dotson. Uh, Cody has Jahan Dotson to Atlanta in round two. Isaiah Spiller to Arizona in round two. John Mechie. At first, I was like, what the hell is Cody talking about? He tore his ACL. John Mechie declared. He's He's entering the NFL draft, even with the ACL. So John Mechie in Buffalo. And then he wrapped it up with Brees Hall in Tampa Bay. So of these second-round landing spots, and again, running backs in the second round are like the, the second round is the new first round. Brees in Tampa Bay, Spiller in Arizona, are those your 101 and 102s?
1: Well, I mean, not 101, 102, but Spiller in Arizona, is that's, that's a nice spot right there. For a player who's got an incredible footwork, pairing him with Kyler Murray, I think that would be a match made in heaven. You're talking about Mechie in Buffalo, interesting i, I think the fit is there it's interesting the fit is there, interesting. Interesting th- the fit is there. Big, maybe they move on from being fan personally i think he's i know fine. you're not you don't uh, like Mechie. i have Mech. I- i've come around on Mechie a little bit i think he's better than people give him credit for and I, and I probably will be drafting him if he does fall but spiller in arizona my question for you is kind of where do we put spiller because in arizona look at what james connor did this yeah. year. now you give me a, a running back who can actually run the ball effectively Man. who can catch pass out of the backfield Man, I, Spiller in Arizona is like a slam dunk, but is he really going to go Spiller in Arizona five? or Brees Hall in Tampa Bay? Oh, man. It's. Brees Hall in Tampa Bay would be incredible. Like, it would be incredible. Would- but I just. It'd be it's good just. For how, how it's long falling it good into for? the
0: trap of how long would it be good for? If Tom Brady's only there yeah, for one more year, maybe I'm one just, year,
1: maybe one year, and I mean, then it's then it's terrible. Then it's, the, you don't want to be there. He's
0: Leonard Fournette, but younger, fresher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's Leonard Fournette is a prospect. Is a better prospect than Brees Hall, but he can do some of the same type of Leonard Fournette things: run between the tackles, soft hands to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got enough speed to hit the home run. I, uh, the point is. I think Jahan Dotson and Atlanta is a prime uh, Calvin Ridley replacement. They're both uh, separation specialists, route technicians. I like Jahan Dotson. I think coming out of Senior Bowl, we're going to hear more about Jahan Dotson buzz because he's going to annihilate the cornerbacks during practices. I'm just – I'm letting you all know. I'm just – I'm telling you the end of the movie before the movie happens – Coming out of the senior bowl, Jahan Dotson will be the hot name. He is going to annihilate all the defensive backs in one-on-one drills, and we know we love that. So just prepare yourself. It's going to happen. I mean, here's the thing. We already have Brees Hall coming off as 104, Isaiah Spiller 102. Um, I I think it would be insane. Um, It's a tough call. All of these landing spots were good. I guess my overall takeaway for me is as much as I love the wide receivers in this draft class – If Cody hits on these quarterback (laughs) landing spots, in these running back landing spots, there's no way. Maybe outside of, maybe Garrett Wilson sneaks in there somehow, but I think Corral, Willis, Hall. I mean, Corral, Willis, Pickett, Sam Howe, they're coming off the board within the first couple of picks. Um, And then Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, there goes your six right there. There goes there goes your top six in my opinion. It's the two running backs, four quarterbacks. That's your top six. Wide receivers start to float off the board about 107. Where uh, again, talent wise, I have Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson neck and neck. And if it came down to landing spot in the situation, I- I'd probably take Garrett Wilson over Traylon at 10 o- as the first wide receiver because they are this. I mean, in my T-score, and I'm I'm making all of that transparent to all the patrons to show where I have these guys ranked and why. Like a numerical grade, they're right there. I mean, within a hundredth of a point from one another, I would just take whatever landing spot I felt more comfortable with. I'm not going to take somebody I have graded as a 74 over a 79 just because they land in a little better situation. I'm not going to do that this year. I I refuse to do that. Um, But I thought this was an interesting exercise. I loved uh, his mock. Uh, any of overall thoughts for you from this one? I appreciate Cody for letting us use this. We, uh, uh, we really appreciate that. It was good stuff. Any overall takeaways from you, Matt?
1: I think if somehow Cody hit on even 80% of these landing spots, we would be very happy for fantasy yeah. football the way, but again, it, what he did wasn't unrealistic. And, and one of the things I want people to point out, and you're going to see this a lot because we see it every year, the saints are not taking a wide receiver. They're just not. They're going to take a quarterback or they're going to take an offensive lineman to. and you'll see it every a lot of big industry mocks what cody did was he really did look at a lot of these team needs and team fits and one of the biggest ones like you mentioned drake london literally walking in and replacing Allen Robinson, Carson Strong coming in and being the quarterback in Detroit. A lot of these things make a lot of sense. And this is where I give Cody a lot of credit. He's not just putting players there for the sake of fantasy, even though it worked out great for a lot of landing spots. I think a lot of this does make a ton of sense. And I could see some of these things really happening. I love what Cody did, and I and I think that we would be very happy for fantasy if even, like I said, even eighty percent of these. I think we'd yeah. be very happy. for That'd fantasy. be
0: awesome. That'd be awesome. We're gonna do. We're gonna continue to look at these. It's good to just sort of, and as we get closer and more information is is available to us. Pro days, combine, senior bowls, interviews, teams making trades, and free is free agency is before the NFL draft. Am I correct?
1: It, yeah, it's yeah. mid March. It's just after the combine.
0: We're gonna it's these it's are going be to be some useful exercises to start strategizing and positioning um some sort of your dynasty teams. I can't wait till the prop bets come out with who's gonna win, who's gonna be how many wide receivers in round one, how many quarterbacks go. Um it's we will continue to do mock draft Monday, whether we're going through an actual rookie mock, we will do a single quarterback mock. I, I know a lot of this is geared to super flex because that's what we played, but we will do a single quarterback mock and let y'all know where these players fall. Um, tomorrow, Jay, we're going to start something good tomorrow, aren't we? We're
1: going to take the a people look. People are going to be excited. The
0: people <laughs> are going to like this one, man. So make sure you tap in tomorrow because we are doing the first installment of our rookie profile series, and we're going to take a look at one. Brees Hall. We are going to take a look at some tape. We're going to dive into the analytics. We're going to talk about his numbers. We're going to talk about where he slots. It's going to be Brees Hall Day on Tuesday. So make sure you tap in. Uh, Showed you how we're going to kind of operate this one on Brees Hall tomorrow. I'm excited for it, man. I am excited to really dive into who Brees Hall is, the prospect, where he came from, how he stacks up against his contemporaries. Um, It's going to be a fun... Our rookie profile series last year was a, was money. Like when yeah. we were doing the Javonta Williams and the, the the shoddy B Rashad Batemans and go back and check those out on the channel. Those were some of our most viewed videos um, that we put out. But I'm excited for this one and excited because we get to actually interact with people as we're doing yep. this, so make sure you're tapped in tomorrow morning, um, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we appreciate y'all being here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Y'all enjoy this holiday and wake y'all ass up tomorrow so we can take a look at Brees Hall. Uh, we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna have some fun, but we out of this thing. Jay, peace.